Tonight, three VIP champions of the industry decide the fate of rising entrepreneurs, determined to prove their greatness in 60 seconds or less. Done, amazing. I would expect the value of the business to be exponentially higher than the capital raised. And I'm still confused. It just was a downhill slope. This is Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch. Presented by Amazon Business with support from State Farm and Canon. Meet our board of investors. Kim Perrell, marketing mogul and tech CEO of 100.co. Kyle Cook, reality sensation and founder of Loverboy. Swan Sit, clubhouse royalty and executive advisor to global brands. Strolling into the elevator first are two entrepreneurs who are looking into the future to help everyday designers scale heights in the metaverse. So I actually started a business when I was in California and it failed miserably. And so after that I went freelance. Alec was running a marketing agency and he eventually offered me a desk in Denver, Colorado That's where right. his firm was. Post, and posted a job on Upwork and we had an awesome conversation. And uh, like immediately I was like, you gotta come to Colorado. We gotta start working on projects together. And since then we've worked on startups nonstop. Going up. Hello, Jared and Alec. Welcome to the elevator. Your 60 seconds begins in three, two, one. My name is Jared McCluskey. I'm a technical founder and CEO, bringing experience from SpaceX and OpenStore. My name is Alec Tremaine, co-founder and head of marketing, and Jared and I have worked together for five years. I started building video games in fifth grade. It's a $200 billion industry, but with some issues. It's incredibly time-consuming and complex. There's no real-time collaboration, and it's very hard to get noticed. Our company, The Mirror, has solved all of this, bringing together real-time gaming and a game development platform in one all built on the open source Godot engine. Similar to how Figma brought real-time collaboration to the design space, we are bringing this collaboration to the game development industry. We're specifically proud of the team we put together, finding individuals from LucasArts, as well as working with Godot contributors. We're pre-revenue, but we ship very quick, quickly with a closed beta in six months. We're raising $5 million at a 50 million valuation cap safe, having previously raised 2.3 million from Keith Raboy at Founders Fund, joined by AppShop, Convoy, Pomchakoo, and Photo Funders. Great investors so far. Yeah, I mean, they, they have my attention with who's already behind it. The question for me is, seems like a great opportunity in a very innovative space, but What's their history? Have they ever been CEOs before? What's their team look like? I need a little bit more information to be able to make a good decision. I like the balance of their skill set. There's a technical person and a marketing person, and you need both in these types of companies. Look, if it wasn't for some of the investors they named, I think I would have been a pass, because I don't think they nailed the pitch, to be honest. Are you guys ready to vote? Let's do it. Jared and Alec. Your pitch has been approved. Yes! yes. <laughs> Welcome, guys. Hello. Come on Hello. in. Thank you. Welcome to the boardroom. 
Thank you for having us. So we're excited to hear more, but to be honest, I voted you up because I have lots of questions. Intrigued, strong investors, but I'm not sure we really understand the product. So you can think of us as a bit of a next generation Roblox. So we allow creators to both come on the platform and create games, and then consumers can come and uh, play those games, of course. We're building this on a totally open source game engine. So in a nutshell, it's a desktop application. It runs on Mac, Windows, and Linux, and will eventually be bridging into VR in the future. We've all seen the rise, uh, given the last two years of the trends within metaverse, terms like that, NFTs, and the, the digital technologies that are happening. We're really, really coattailing that as well. So we look at bringing together the rise of, of these 3D creators, bringing together UGC platform content, and actually combining them to have real-time collaboration. But what about beta customers? Where are you in that? So we're only about six or eight months old. We shipped to close beta within six months. The game industry standard for a AAA studio, it's about three to five years of development. And so for us shipping a closed beta in six months, that's light speed. So talk to the business model. Let, let's. Yeah, so Marketplace is one of our primary revenue drivers, and you'll see that with Roblox as well. And we also look at it from the perspective of premium subscriptions. We're freemium where we give creators a free amount of space to create and game on, but if they want more, then they pay premium subscription, and now they can create bigger games. And then we want to align incentives with the creators as well. So we'll be testing out revenue sharing models. The valuation of 50 million, I couldn't understand how we're justifying that. So one of the biggest things is uh, for transparency, we previously raised 2.3 million at two tranches, 10 million cap and a 20 million valuation cap with the safe. We're raising at 50 based on our product velocity and the team we've put together. We've demonstrated an awesome ability to attract uh, and retain talent. Um, and then as well, this is truly a zero to one venture. So it's going to take a lot of upfront investment. We think it's critically important, uh, but this is also a first to market play with using an open source game engine. In one sentence, like, why are you guys going to be the, the guys? Why is Mirror going to be the, the marketplace? Like, why is this the next multi-billion dollar, like, decacorn? When you say, what makes the perfect team, right? I think not just experience is huge, obviously, the ability to learn and listen from your demographic. And I would say that the ability for us to hire and hunt talent has been really, really important. What's your head count? Um, 23 blended with part-time contractors. Here's the thing with this industry, and I'm deep in it. You either are everything or you're nothing. So you're either gonna hit it big or you don't exist. What is the moonshot? You get three sentences to tell me your moonshot. The moonshot is that we're riding a macro wave of open source that's gonna hit game engines incredibly hard. And we are bringing the game developers on our platform to build with open source. And we've seen this macro wave constantly hit other industries and disrupt them before. We're at the forefront of it. I think that this is like a binary outcome. It's a zero or a one. Given how early you are and how capital intensive it might be, I'm out. Appreciate that. Thank you. But at this stage in a company, it's all about the people. And I'd even vote you guys up because to me, the valuation was just too high. But it's all about the people. And honestly, I can see why people are betting on you too. So, Honestly, for me, I would be willing to invest, but not at the $50 million cap. At the last cap that you raised eight months ago, for sure. So my offer would be $250,000 at the last cap that you did of $20 million. Appreciate your offer. I love the metaverse. I'm deep in the space. This is where I spend every waking moment. It's the invention of the internet all over again but 50 million is just too high of a cap. I would do, let's say 150,000 at 
35 million cap. Sounds like you got two different value plays here. I have deep technology expertise. I know how to build a team. I built from zero to a billion, and I know how to operate in a company and raise money. If it helps, I have an audience of 3.7 million. All my free time and content is now geared towards NFTs, metaverse. I invest, educate, and advise. Some of the household names you might have heard of, Adidas and Bored Apes, I worked on that project, worked on Cool Cats. NFTs are a huge part of your ecosystem. We appreciate your guys' offers. Can the board take a second? Yeah, if you must. Remember, the metaverse moves really fast. Hey guys, we're still here. You're having a quick board meeting, so. Okay. <laughs> um, very much appreciate your offer. Thank you both. We'd like to counter. Would you be open to 40 million valuation cap? Well, it's better than 50, but they're so early. How about we split the difference? 35 and 40, 37 and a half million? Happy to do so. Done. Amazing. Thank you much. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank Welcome you. to the metaverse. This is fun. Thank you. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. See me in the metaverse with a mullet on. <laughs> yeah, it's strange that. We'll build you one. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Being able to bring on a stellar investor, that's what we came for. We're very thankful for that. Yeah, it's what, when we knew she was on the uh, on the panel, that was like, we said it in our first interview, it was like, that was a shoe in for us, and I, I could not be happier. Could not be happier. It's always energizing seeing a deal get done. Unfortunately, it wasn't ours. I know. I'm excited for you, though. I'm excited. I rarely see tech companies have marketing as an equal co-founder, and that is such a key to the metaverse. I agree. But I'm looking for my own deal. What about you? Same, same. I All think right. We, uh... <laughs> Time to see. Let's see the next pitch. Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch is presented by Amazon Business for every organization at every stage of growth. Up next, an entrepreneur hopes to freshen up the boardroom with his eco-friendly take on bath and body products. Going up. Hello, Greg. Welcome to the elevator. Your 60 seconds begins in Three, two, one. Hi, my name is Greg. I'm the founder of Myro. Myro sells uh, reusable body care products that help reduce single-use plastic. The idea is really simple. We'd like to replace throwaway packaging with reusable containers and refills that help reduce plastic waste. We've sold over $10 million of product to date, so you think we're doing something right. Our retention rate in direct-to-consumer business is over 90% and we're enjoying gross margins of 70% or so. This year alone, we're looking at $3.5 million in revenue and we just locked in a major deal with QVC that puts our next, year for, next year's forecast at $10 million. I'm here because I'm looking for $500,000 
to raise towards launching new refillable products as well as support our retail partnerships, all as part of a $2 million funding round. Thank you for your consideration. Some good traction. I well, mean, you said 10 million in sales and 3 million this year. So that means they've been in business for multiple years, right? Yeah. It's not 10 million years, it's probably over five years. Cumulative, yeah. But still impressive. And yeah. I think there's a big market opportunity. As much as like DTC has always been, you know, a great first step, direct to consumer costs from a, a an acquisition standpoint from a customer standpoint have doubled right. over the last year. And I don't love the fact that his first play outside of DTC is QVC. I actually like that. Really? That was a selling point to me. It's like QVC, that's massive. I've, I've well, never bought great, any on well, QVC in my life. QVC is a great channel for sales, but it's a certain demographic that might not match the sustainability demographic. He also didn't say anything about profitability. And for D2C companies and beauty, he said 70% margins, but I have no idea what he's spending acquiring he spending the customer. Yeah. So if it's a leaky bucket, then that's a little tricky in this business too. A lot of questions. I think we're ready to put this to a vote. Let's do it. Let's do it. Attention, Greg. Your pitch has been approved. Hey! Hello, Greg, investors. welcome to the boardroom. Thank you. Very nice to meet you, and thank you for accepting to hear the pitch. Yeah, tell us about these different products you have up here, because we can't really see much from here. Of course. Myro is a reusable products company, and today we have two product lines live. Our refillable deodorant, which contains a permanent container, and a refill pod that contains the deodorant, as well as a reusable body wash, which consists of a reusable bottle. This is your forever bottle. You buy it once and use it forever. And then a refill, which is actually made out of 100% aluminum. It looks exactly like this. Let me hand you one to use so that you can check it out. And this is a body wash concentrate. So the way that this works is that you actually squeeze the aluminum tube into the bottle, you mix it with tap water at home, and in 10 seconds you have a body wash just like you're used to. 100% plastic free. Why did you create this product? Well, to be honest, I worked in the space of meal kits where I tried to motivate people to do better, to reduce their waste in the kitchen space. And once you sort of understand just how much waste happens behind the scenes, you can't unsee it. So I just became really motivated to do something about it. And given my background in marketing and in being able to sell meal kits, I thought that body care is a perfect place to start where I can actually make a real impact. And how much capital have you invested in the business? So we've been very lucky to have raised over $10 million of venture capital that allows us to do all of this heavy lifting R&D. How are you putting the two million to work? We're actually putting the two million to work by primarily getting new SKUs our customers are bought into the idea of reusable containers and refills, and they're asking for more. So we actually have a portfolio of about six new products where the R&D is completely done, and we just need capital to get them out in the market. I'd like to know what's your best seller, mm -hmm. and why are you so anxious to expand the portfolio versus you know, marketing what's working? 
The best seller is actually deodorant. The deodorant is our best acquisition seller on direct-to-consumer business. Now, the reason why we want to expand the portfolio is because in direct-to-consumer business, the number one challenge is average order value, and we have to build a cart. So it's a function of us trying to grow faster. So what is your average order value? Uh, it depends. So if you buy if you buy it for the first time, it's around $30. When you buy a subsequent refill, it's around mid-40s. And what's your customer acquisition cost? It's around high 20s, like $27. And what's the valuation? Well, so uh, I can tell you that the round that we're raising right now is valued on a safe between six and $10 million cap. You have two different people coming in, one at a mm -hmm. six million cap and one at a 10 million. Yep, cap. that's right. But you've already put 10 million into the company. Correct. If you've already raised 10 million, I would expect the value of the business to be exponentially higher than the capital raised. I actually like the product. I think it's a great product. Well, I'd like to. Can, can you bring over a deodorant? Because I, I agree. We got to get though. to the numbers. How are we going to make money? But I'm trying to understand the target consumer and like where the product fits yeah, in. I don't like the competitive the product, set. I can't even get to the numbers. So I actually have a much bigger issue trying to understand the product because Greg, when you came in pitch, mm -hmm. you didn't say you were a personal care or beauty company. You said a recyclable product company. And that's a very different demographic. It sounds like you're marketing to people who care about the environment and want better footprint packaging, et cetera, not a beauty junkie. And those are completely different TAMs for me, like the audience sizes that you're reaching. So then as you tell me you're going to QVC, that's mm -hmm. a different consumer than either of those. So who is buying your product? I think the strategy that we're pursuing is that reusability is the key feature that defines the brand, that gets people to pay attention. Now, ultimately, it's about the product. What we've learned to do is that when the audience is purely consumer-based, it's all about product performance, and then the reusability is sort of like the feel-good component that closes the deal. I started my first company with $10,000. If I would have had 10 million, I can't even imagine what I would have been able to do. So for me, just as an investor at this point, <laughs> I would not be comfortable investing, so I'm out. Fair enough. I spent almost a decade in beauty, and the struggle I have was you're leading with the reusability part, but that's not how the most majority of the beauty industry survives. Mm -hmm. And while I think the product with the mix is cool, I look at the packaging and it doesn't look like a unified brand to me. And I'm still struggling with who you're selling this to. And I love that you're in some retail, but QVC worries me because it is a different demographic. So I wonder if it's too scatterplot to hit so many different audiences when maybe you should just focus on where you're winning. So for that reason, I have to be out. Thank you for the consideration. I really think retail is the play here. Everyone talks about DTC, you can talk about retention costs, but the vast majority of purchases are happening at retail. 100%. Right? And the branding doesn't necessarily scream it's gonna pop off the shelf. And what worries me is most of the reason you're raising money is to go add more SKUs to the mix, which I think right now is a little convoluted. If you're still tinkering $10 million in, trying to find the right fit, that gives me cause for concern. For that reason, I'm out. Greg, we wish you all the best of luck. Thank you. Well, there's no deal here. I appreciate it. Keep Thank grinding, you for consideration. Greg. Keep grinding. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Well, I think the initial later pitch went uh, fairly well. 
and then I think on the presentation and the elaboration of the pitch, I've definitely gotten some good feedback and unfortunately didn't get the deal, but I'm, it's, it's a very humbling experience and I think I have a lot of good feedback to consider for the next pitch. I'm fully bought in on the concept, like reusable, high quality, all natural ingredients, but it's already getting too convoluted. I think it's got two great products. Let's focus, let's see land and then expand. We're hearing recyclable, we're hearing different channels, we're hearing it's a great product. Which one is it? It has to lead with one. And I'm still confused. <laughs> <laughs> Next in the elevator is an entrepreneur ready to introduce a unique solution to baby covers that withstands any environment. Going up. Hello, Jordan. Welcome to the elevator. Your 60 seconds begins in three, two, one. Hi, I'm Jordan Welling from Portland, Oregon, and I'm the founder of Quilby. One of the greatest joys in life is becoming a new parent. But taking your baby outside the house can sometimes feel like a challenge. Whether you're at a public place like a noisy restaurant or outdoors on a hot and sunny or cold and rainy day, there are many elements that could leave your baby agitated or crying. Without an existing product to keep our baby protected, I invented the first and only baby cover that blocks light, sound, heat, and rain to create a more safe and peaceful environment for the baby. This is made possible with our innovative and patent-pending materials, now trademarked as ComTech. Last year, we launched with a successful campaign on Kickstarter, and this year have been featured in Parents Magazine on their list of best baby products of 2022. With over $80,000 in sales, an average of 4.9 star review, and less than 2% return rate, we now have strong validation that this is a must-have item for any new parent. I'm seeking $75,000 to help scale our direct-to-consumer business and, and uh, <laughs> grow our direct-to-consumer business and expand with some new and innovative products. 60 seconds is a short amount of time. <laughs> you can't get in 60 it's seconds, you shouldn't get in the boardroom. Yeah. I thought the pitch was okay. I wanted a bit more information. My biggest concern with this market, it's a great market for parents right now looking for innovative products, but that's really not defensible. It's really easy to knock off. I just yeah. don't know what makes it different. I have four kids. Right. right. And, I'm a little lost But you lost put a blanket over a yeah, store and it's kind of 80% of the way there. Is it a nice to have or a must have? And that's what I wonder. All right. All right, let's vote. Attention, Jordan. Your pitch has been declined. Yeah. Yeah, it's frustrating. You put in a lot of work to come here um, and to pitch. Um, but again, we know the results that we're having. Um, the future is bright, and with some of the innovation and products that we have in the line plan that we'll be launching soon, uh, the future is bright. So head up high, and uh, we'll keep pressing forward. I love the parent market. I'm seeing the most innovative products. This doesn't break the bounds of innovation for me. I mean, I'm kind of leaning on you for this one. It's just out of my wheelhouse. Like, I don't have kids yet. Yeah, and this is in my wheelhouse, and I don't know if I need it. Well, on that note, are we ready for the next pitch? Let's see it. All right. Before starting your company, you need to know, is your product or service a must-have or a nice-to-have? I see so many entrepreneurs fall in love with their idea, but there is no market opportunity. So before you start, make sure someone will pay for your product. 
Hey, Ash. How you feeling there? Good, good. It's so crazy to be here. You ready for the big pitch? Yes, yes. I should be going on soon. I'm really excited. Yeah, well, you were born for this. You feeling that? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, you've yeah. done, what, about 10 million pitchers already in your life? <laughs> close to you, close to you. <laughs> You're going to crush it. Thank you so much for hopping on. We love you. Rock it. Bye. Make it happen. Hoping to help online business owners with an automatic solution for web design is our next entrepreneur. In my 60 second pitch, I'm really just hoping to show up and be uh, super energetic and really bring my personality to the table so that the investors can see who I am, uh, but also really go calm and steady so that they can hear my full business. So here's hoping. Going up. Hello, Ashland. Welcome to the elevator. Your 60 seconds begins in three, two, one. Hi, my name is Ashland Stansbury, and I'm the CEO and founder of Because Intelligence. My dad sat me down when I was about seven years old and said, I'm gonna teach you what daddy does. He pulls out a big easel and a permanent marker and writes the word entrepreneur. Since then, I started Because. Our B2B software is used by over 1,200 Shopify merchants globally to put their website updates on autopilot. E-commerce brands spend about $1.3 trillion every year to drive site traffic to their websites but only 3% of those site visitors actually move through to making a purchase. Meanwhile, business owners and marketers are wasting hundreds of manual developer hours every month making updates to their website completely manually. Since our launch a little over a year ago, we've helped over 1,200 stores through our no-code solution for both automation and A-B testing to drive an additional $100 million in revenue for their business. We've raised over $3.8 million to date and are looking for a $300,000 investment today on a $15 million post money. She did a great pitch. Like I'm impressed. Pitch. Yeah, that was to the point. A little backstory. Yeah. yeah, she had me. Great pitch. Agreed. She had the ask, she had the why, she gave a little backstory. Yeah. It's like, let's not keep us guessing on the valuation. She gave us the valuation. The one thing I'm missing is automatic updates to websites. How hard are those updates? Like, what's the problem we're actually trying to solve? Is it nice to have, or is it something that takes tons of money and time for entrepreneurs to manage? Well, Shopify is such a huge a key for so many D2C brands right now. And if she's got 1,200 customers already on the platform, that's pretty impressive in one year. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Is it a feature or is it a business? That's what I want to know. Are you guys ready to find out? Let's do it. Let's vote. Ashland. Your pitch has been approved. <laughs> Ashland, welcome to the boardroom. You had unanimous votes to come up because your pitch was nearly perfect. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. But you left us wanting to know more. Can you explain to us a little bit more about your product and how it's uniquely differentiated in the market? 
So a little bit about our product, we are integrated directly into Shopify. In the future, we'll be integrating into all of the other major e-commerce platforms, BigCommerce, WooCommerce, um, and we help to put all of your website updates on autopilot. So walk me through. So I'm involved with a company called Bird Dogs. We're a direct yeah. consumer apparel brand. We literally have hundreds of SKUs. Awesome. So how would we use you guys? A little bit about how it works. So if you're a high SKU store, let's say you manage hundreds of products, um, one of the most difficult pieces of your site to customize today is actually your product page. Because the more products you have, the more data you have to manage. But the product page is one of the most forgotten parts of the buying journey today. So for us, what we do is we integrate into all of the backend data points that you have in your e-commerce platform. And we integrate that through a no-code solution into the front end. So if you're a marketer or an e-commerce manager, you can make all of these updates to any text-based content on your website completely no code. So where you would traditionally have to get your developer involved to add these types of messages to your site, with our platform you have all of these data points at your fingertips and can push them out across your site in a matter of minutes. And what does that cost your customers on a monthly basis? Um, typically anywhere between $1,000 a month and $4,000 a month is our ACV that we're going for right now. Uh, we're typically doing annual contracts and we're targeting brands that are anywhere from, let's say, one to 10 million in revenue for our early target market. But do you currently have 1,200 customers paying $1,000 plus dollars a month? So we have 1,200 Shopify stores using us. We're only charging the top 10% of our stores today. So we basically decided to take the top 10% of stores based on their site traffic, charge them, and give the rest of the platform away for free. The reason we're doing so is to gather as many data points as possible around what types of messaging actually converts on the website. To not charge 90% of your user base, that's really generous. Just for today, just okay. to gather data. How long ago did you start the company? Um, about two years ago. So uh, we grew to 1,200 companies really quickly. And what were you doing before this? Um, college. What's challenging for me is I work in businesses that built it themselves, so I don't have as much experience with Shopify. What worries me a little bit is we're co-mingling doing things like targeted messaging, et cetera, with the automation of such. And I think you're right. You guys can prove bigger impact when you do these things that optimize the business. Yeah. But you're not talking about optimizing. You're talking about automating. So I think those are two different things. I don't have that much experience with automation. I think automation is such a small piece of it. So for that reason, I'm out. I'm interested. So you're, the ask today is? 300K. 300K. I can't do a $300,000 check. I'll stick with your current valuation since you already have 3.1 filled. My offer. I'd go in for $100,000. I love what you're doing, and it, what I especially love is that you are young, and <laughs> I started my first company at 23, and nice. sometimes you just have to bet on yourself, and I love your confidence, and I love everything about what you're building. And at this point, I just bet on you, because I believe that you have what it takes to become an incredible entrepreneur. So I'd invest 150K in the round at the current valuation, and I believe I could bring a lot of expertise from a marketing perspective, operations, and execution, so. So you've got two deals, both at your current cap. Kyle at 100, Kim at 150. What do you choose? Different use cases. I'm, you know, I have companies that are, that are in it, She's clearly... No, I have companies currently using developers on Shopify yeah, yeah. with this need. Okay. So actually, I think I'm a perfect <laughs> investor for this use case. For Loverboy, like, we purposely... This is one of the main reasons we're leaving Shopify, which is why I'd want to make sure that, yeah. like you said, you can still add value to someone who's going to a headless platform. I think it's not even a question who should be the right investor here.
Kim, I would love to have you as an investor. <laughs> Not even a question. I also love your dress. <laughs> she was so quiet. I didn't know. She, I, didn't know she I was, was just waiting. I just waiting to make sure. I think you guys are all. I was like, I literally could take all three of you. You're all like so perfect for what we're doing. So congratulations. congratulations yeah. Great job. Sorry to lose this one, but I think you got a good investor in Kim. Yeah, excited to partner. So excited to work with you, Kim. And thank you, everyone, for your time. It's so important that Kim invested because she's living and breathing that e-commerce world uh, with all the other brands that she's working with, her understanding of digital marketing. I think she's gonna be an awesome asset to the company. You've negotiated before, Kel. You know First Mover Advantage sometimes locks it in, but sometimes sets that bar that somebody else can jump I over. Known. I don't know Kim well enough to know what it means when she's being quiet. Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch is presented by Amazon Business for every organization at every stage of growth to make a splash with our investors is our final entrepreneur who doubles as a beauty guru and a real life mermaid. Being a mermaid, I naturally can make my own schedule. I can travel the world, swim in all oceans, create my own life, and really to create a makeup line that comes from the soul. Everything about it is Emily Alexander Guglielmo. Going up. Hello, Emily. Welcome to the elevator. Your 60 seconds begins in three, two, one. What is up, investors? My name is Emily Alexandra Guglielmo, and I'm known globally as the American Mermaid. That's right, guys. I'm a professional mermaid, and I travel all over the globe doing mermaid gigs in and outside the water. And that's when I came with an idea that, bam, came to fruition. And Emily Alexandra Cosmetics was born. It's all natural, vegan, cruelty-free, ocean-friendly, water-resistant, and sweat-resistant. And there's also coral reef-safe SPF inside the makeup. I know. So not only is it good for your skin, it's safe for the coral reefs. Now I'm here today asking for $200,000 for 15% equity in my company. I know. We are about to launch into Target Online. I can see Ulta on the horizons. And we're about to launch into huge major distribution into Mexico next month. You guys, who is with me in making Emily Alexander Cosmetics global? Please join me and let's make a splash! I love her. Yeah. Right, we got some on. energy. We got some energy. All right. I mean, it made me smile. Like sometimes when you're looking at pitches and decks, it gets a little heavy. We're in the numbers. That made me smile. Yeah. I think we needed a smile today. Uh, we've been we've been in the metaverse. We've been deep into the valuation discussions, use yeah. of capital. But the question is, where are we at? I mean, has she sold? anything yet? Because it said, I'm coming to Target Online. Like, are we actually in market selling? But I love that she's a mermaid. That is interesting enough I mean, in it's and interesting. Itself, but I wish I got a number. Look, as someone as someone who is an extension of my brand, yeah. right? Like, Loverboy is me, I am Loverboy. <laughs> I can appreciate where she's going with this mermaid thing, okay? I just need to hear more. I need to know if there's actual sales and how does she justify the valuation? Should, Should we put we it vote? to a vote? Let's do it. Attention, Emily. Your pitch has been approved.
Let's make a splash. <laughs> Welcome, Hello. Emily, to the boardroom. Thank you. Hello. I have a big question. Yeah. What does a professional mermaid do? <laughs> and how did you go from that to creating makeup? Good question. Thank you, Swan. So growing up, born and raised in Florida, would go to the beach every weekend. So naturally, I'm a free diver, scuba diver, natural mermaid. So I decided to get a tail when I was 20, 21, and just to do photo shoots. But naturally, organically, people would start to hire me to do performances, shows at their pools, at the resorts. Um, so it just it happened organically. I wasn't really planning to make it a career. Um, and so now I, I travel the world doing shows at resorts. Is that your tail? Yes, that's one of them. I had another one. Um, I have. Wait, can you put that on? It, I have to have like uh, oil to oh. get into it because it's full silicone rubber. Kim. No, it's cool. No, she's got to have the oil. <laughs> I didn't but know. But once yeah. I'm in it, I can't walk. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Right. We want to be able to walk. But okay, so I love that story. You tell the story so beautifully. You're passionate about it. How does that translate to being a beauty entrepreneur? Because this is hard. Right. I know. Um, a lot of time and effort, research, figuring out formulas, ingredients, redoing formulas, ingredients, which has been time costly. I've put from my own pocket thus far. How much so you have self -funded. you invested? Sorry. Self-funded. Yes. How much have you self-funded? <sighs> Maybe 100 grand, 200 grand, like in between one and two. Do you have any existing sales? I think that was the one piece that was missing that we were all wondering. So I launched two years ago. The first year was 50 grand. This year we're on target for like 100, 150. Now we just got a contract with distribution in Mexico, which starts next month, which is guaranteed. Um, and that, uh, is going to be making 2.5 million in three years. The proliferation of SKUs has me a little worried. What's your number one seller online right now? Lipstick. Lipstick. Okay. Kyle, you Can should we try that on. Yeah, let's see it. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm probably the only one not wearing lipstick at the current moment. All right. All right. Yeah. Number one. So we're product. going to put the number one skew on. Makeup-free lips, mind you. So you pop it out, mermaid. Oh, oh my. It's fun packaging. It's, it, it pops out. <gasps> oh, that's a red. That's a color. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. I don't have a lot of experience applying lipstick. So how hard Can you do help I press? Them? Yeah, why don't you apply it for You oh. got it. Yeah. Look at it. It's surprisingly good. It looks oh, really good, though. I like that. <laughs> oh, boy. You look great. <laughs> what do we think? Wow. That's great. incredible. Wow. That's your color. Did I get my outline I didn't know it was so, properly? It was so bright. Just wanted to show you more. I mean, it feels like a high quality chapstick for what it's worth. Oh, that's good. Texture is important. Usually you come with one hero skew, you land it, and then you expand across. So it's interesting, like, for you to be expanding, it's got to be focused. Right, because if you think about it, you're putting your own money to work. Yes. And if you get too scattered, you're not going to know what's working and what's not. I appreciate that. Um, and I've been told too, hey, can we maybe just focus on one or two? And I, I totally agree, yes, we could do that. But then when Mexico came at me with this deal and they want all of them, I was like, okay. So how much is the initial purchase order worth? Like 600,000, 600 something. And, and so how much will it cost to make all these products and ship it? 200. 200,000. Then they reorder after um, eight to 12 months. 
So that's, that's where I was going. Yeah. So like, but the reorder isn't guaranteed. It's a guarantee for three years. Yes. But what if it's not pulling off the shelf? Yeah. Why would a retail order guarantee a, a repeat purchase? The distributor and I are really honing down with the marketing. Um, she has a lot of pool and leverage there in Mexico. She already imports many brands um, that do really well in her stores. Sorry, and how much have your sales been already? The first year was 100, like 50 to 100, and now we're almost to 200,000. But I'm looking at the trajectory of what is ahead, and we have Guarantee Mexico. We also, I'm literally in talks with Israel, Africa, Brazil, and Panama. I'm gonna give you some tough love. I loved your pitch. Your story is so amazing. The whole mermaid as a profession blew my mind. Thank you. What I look for, and I think you could use a little work on, is knowing your numbers. The PO is promising, et cetera, but when the sales first year are 50, then it's 50 to 100, yeah. know that number, this is your business. So I think it's a little early for me to invest. I love the potential, but it's a no for me, but I really wanna see what you do. We want concrete evidence that you know exactly what your sales are and you know how that you're going to get them from here to there. I want you to come in here and say, my hero product is this amazing lipstick that Kyle is wearing and it's flying off the shelves and now I need your investment in order to take it to the next level. I would be like, all right, let's invest. But when I see 20 products and SKUs and again, the focus across US, Mexico, yeah. Israel, it's just too much. So unfortunately, I'm out. And then there's the one guy wearing <laughs> lipstick. Um, <laughs> when you kind of come into this environment, not only do you want to know your numbers like through and through, um, you want to know exactly what you're asking for. And I, I actually haven't even heard like a use of capital. Like here's what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. If it's to put all the cash to work in Mexico, hey, by all means, chase it. You don't need money from us if you have guaranteed revenue. So for that reason, I'm out. I wish you the best on those expansion opportunities. Put that money back into the business if it works, and then come back to us. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah, keep up the grind. It's a pleasure. Like, I respect the hustle. Keep swimming. Exactly. Yeah, keep, keep swimming. swimming. Keep making a splash. Keep making a splash. Being that this is my very first pitch to angel investors, private investors, I feel like I I did it. That was tough. She was so cute. I really wanted that for her. Oh my gosh. And the skin <sighs> in the game. I mean, it takes tenacity, but I worry that she's too scattered. I agree. And then, the, the, you know, it's one thing to mention Mexico, but now she's mentioned like three other foreign countries. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, I got incredible feedback from all the investors. So I feel confident moving forward what I need to do and to even possibly come back to them. I love her hustle. Her pitch was great, but once she got out of the elevator, it just was a downhill slope. I am dealless, um, but hey, the deals that did close, I think, are better fit for the both of you. I think I, you uh, need more lipstick. I am ready for f more lipstick. Maybe you can find me at the bar. <laughs> I have some. I'll be drinking a lot you. Oh, we got a new. I don't know if I have the right. I have this one hey, here. Wait, we have a Oh, it blends well. It actually might look better. <laughs> a little more natural. While two companies were able to secure high-flying deals with our investors, three went home with nothing to show. Whether it's a new invention, 
or a new way of living life. Anyone could be 60 seconds away from rising to greatness or fall from glory. Tune in next week as Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch continues. All right, well, I think we're at that time, guys. I still don't know how you make money. I hear a lot of what ifs here. And to apply for the next season, go to entrepreneur.com slash elevator pitch. Investors personally styled by celebrity stylist Kim Bolafay.